0: exactly Dot com right now for a discount so you can live clareton clear use as directed oh, <laughs> this is something i feel like you get so hype about and about when i think it. of someone that is a connector you bring people together you also are too much of a connector that you don't want to hurt anyone's feelings Facts. that you over invite people
1: Facts. <laughs> which
0: is a sweet, it's a sweet thing <laughs> but i'm like tracy we don't have room in the car Welcome back to happy and healthy, everybody. My name is Janine. What? My name is what? I don't even know what I was going to (laughs) say. My name is Janine Amopola and welcome back to the podcast. Happy Tuesday, you guys, if you are listening on a Tuesday. For me, as always, it is a Thursday and Thursdays are the point of the week when my brain is like, And if you're not watching the YouTube video, as you should be, you are watching my hand go in a downward motion. It is when my week and my brain and the energy levels start to decline. It has been a busy week, just a ton of wedding planning, work, brand deals, working on a project that I've been working on for a very long time and also working on merch. So I don't know when this podcast is coming out but we are trying to restock the totes for you guys there will be a all new brand new design on these and i hope you guys like them i did go with a little bit of a different approach and if you guys want the other ones back we can totally make that happen but i wanted to do a little bit of a revamp so as far as merch we are just doing totes for now and i will be working on working on now for next year already different merch so just stay tuned but Anyway, those are just some fun updates. But you guys, I am so, so excited about today's episode with my friend Tracy because Tracy and I have been friends for probably a little over five years. And it's actually hilarious. We met through my ex in California. And I will say because of Tracy and because of another friend that I had met through this ex, um, I know majority of my friends now. So to me, that was such a blessing, such a win. And I'm just so grateful for that. So not every closed door means that every other door is closed. Like there's so many blessings that can still come even from a relationship that ended. So Tracy, is one of those people that I just really respect and I honor, and he is somebody that genuinely walks and serves the Lord, walks with the Lord behind closed doors and open doors and so we have an incredible conversation about intimacy with the Lord friendships dating singleness from a guy's perspective and he's also an actor so he has been in Hollywood for a very very long time and he talks about his experience being in Hollywood so this is actually an in-person interview which just it just makes it so much more fun and enjoyable when I have somebody in person now I definitely think going forward I want to revamp my studio more time when I have guests in the studio because I just think that'd be more fun anyway so I love you guys thank you for listening to today's episode and let's just get right into it with Tracy Campbell
1: all right
2: Tracy
0: freaking Campbell
2: Janine I don't
0: even know your middle name Joshua Joshua yeah I just finished the book of Joshua great book do not be discouraged do not be dismayed for I the Lord am with you
2: come on That's a good middle name. Thank you. I I I received that. Thank Thank you. It's strong.
0: It is a strong. That's a good name, Tracy Joshua Campbell. You should pass that down to your future children.
2: I thought about it (laughs) to like keep keep the legacy alive.
0: Yeah. Well, welcome back. Crazy. To happy and healthy. I know. This time in person.
2: It was here in twenty twenty one. Yes. But we were in California. But we
0: filmed in California. Yeah. It's been a minute. Yeah, that one honestly is still one of my favorite episodes. <laughs> I think I like rewatched parts of it the other day, and we were all just dying it was laughing. So good. That was so fun.
2: So good. I love well,
0: it. Well, for everyone that doesn't know who you are, this Uh-oh. is Tracy. I am. If you need to extend that.
2: You can. I brought my hair is massive. <laughs> oh, there we go. Got it.
0: Okay, so this is this is Tracy Campbell. Hello, hello. Him and I go way back.
2: We do. Five
0: years back.
2: Wow, yeah. 2018.
0: 2018
2: is when we met. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Holy smokes, it was at Cooper's birthday, Cooper Moore's birthday party. Yeah.
0: Wow. It was funny because, okay, so I shared this story in the other podcast, but (laughs) I was not wanting to be your friend because I was trying (laughs) not to cross boundaries with my ex because... You and him were friends first.
2: That is true. But you
0: were like the little fly to a lamp that just wouldn't go away. Which absolutely, I'm honestly thankful because I was like, "No, I can't be your friend." I'm trying to be respectful. You're like Jay. We're friends. Like, yeah. what do you mean? And then we stayed friends, which I'm actually really we glad because now you're at my house on a podcast, recording a
2: podcast, and we've cultivated a lot of great friendships mm-hmm. as a result of that as well. Yeah, so many different dynamics in our friend groups. So many different people. I'm a persistent guy.
0: You are, but on, honestly, like, thankful for that because I feel like that's why you're such a good friend to people, oh, which we'll talk about. We'll talk about friendships in this podcast today. Yeah. So, how about you introduce yourself to my listeners who don't know who Tracy Campbell is? Okay.
2: Well, it's actually kind of interesting because not many people know my background or backstory apart from living in california for the last 12 years so it's interesting years
0: okay so give us a little bit of backstory
2: okay uh i'm tracy campbell by the way nice to meet all of you uh i am originally from georgia um born and raised there um moved out to california in 2011 felt like i was supposed to transition out to california to be part of a church that i'm still a part of now in ventura as well as continue pursuing acting but my career got started when i was a kid commercials theater then um did a couple years of bible college during my second year of bible college i got back into acting with tv and film and so a lot of cool doors opened up with tyler perry studios um (laughs) lifetime just different networks lifetime kid well i was i was an adult then but it was a it was a a series called army wives
0: oh i've heard of that (laughs) i gotta go peep you on that show now what was like your first show or like big time thing as a kid
2: as a kid, it was a Coca-Cola commercial um, and also, so also a Chick-fil-A commercial. It's actually pretty <gasps> funny. Uh, and then as a young adult, it was Meet the Browns, Tyler Perry's Meet the Browns, that sitcom.
0: Okay. Yeah. Is pretty that fun. when you were like, went big time? <laughs> you like walking on the red carpets, paparazzi. Yeah. Actually,
2: it's super funny because me and my friend were talking about this just the other day. So I did that episode and then... You know, with acting, you either, you can work one day, then not work the next for months. Yeah. So obviously you have to have another way to supplement income. So I was actually working at Chick-fil-A, full circle, uh, did a commercial <laughs> as a kid. Now I'm working for the company. Are your pictures like in the <laughs> store? <That's, laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, I hope not. But this kid comes up to me while I'm working and goes, hey, you're that guy from Meet the Browns. And I go, yeah. He goes, that's so cool. What are you doing here? <laughs> I go, He's like,
0: something ain't adding up.
2: Like um, making a living. <laughs> that's, that's so funny. That's what I'm doing. I feel
0: like that was like the running joke in L.A. was like, don't date an actor because like you don't know what his side gig is going to be like. No clue. Bartending, DJ, Absolutely. Starbucks employee.
2: <laughs> I mean, you could be doing. I I acro dunked for the Clippers. So the guys that flip and dunk the ball. I
0: forgot about that. So I have
2: a gymnastics background. Yeah, crazy. he could just,
0: like, we went on a, a beach trip randomly somewhere, and you just whipped out a back tuck yep. out of nowhere. I was like, <laughs> what the?
2: So like. funny. Yeah, so I, I did that. That was like a side gig. And then I tore my ACL mm. during a game, and that took me out. In
0: front of everybody? In
2: front of everyone. It was during timeout. Ooh. It was um, the Clippers versus OKC. I'm
0: going to look that that game up, too. <laughs> yeah,
2: dude, what a time. Yeah, had landed wrong, and I thought... I kind of thought I had gotten shot because you hear you hear <sighs> three pops. Ooh. And I stood up and then fell <laughs> fell right back down uh, and then had to be escorted off, but got a standing ovation.
0: Hey, I would have clapped.
2: So it was <laughs> but yeah, like <laughs> so I'm from Georgia, moved out to California, twenty eleven. Felt like the Lord was leading me out there and it's been a journey ever since. I have not looked back. I mean, I go back and forth to Georgia for holidays and even for, for projects, which I'm grateful for because I get to see family, old friends. But, yeah, California has had my heart for 12 years, so it's pretty nuts. And then just thinking about my life out there, how it's been so radically transformed by the Lord and just all of the wonderful relationships that I have now. It's like, man, if I had mm-hmm. stayed in Georgia, I would not have had what I have today with the people that I have it with. That is
0: so cool. Pretty
2: wild.
1: Listen, guys, Janine and I have been married for six months. And the reason why it is a beautiful marriage, it's because of Thrive Market. Thrive Market, thank you so much for sponsoring this episode. We genuinely love you so much because of Thrive Market. We're able to save so much time through ordering all our grocery and household essentials through the app or website. Uh, Guys, it's just a huge stress relief. And you guys also know I have gut issues like really, really, really bad. So finding, you know, food with top quality ingredients is super crucial for me. And Thrive Market not only does that, but they restrict a, over a thousand harmful ingredients like artificial flavors, high fructose corn syrup, and a lot more. And guys, when, if you're parents and you have you need to find organic kid snack, they have low sugar alternatives and high protein essentials. Jenny and I are also training for our marathon, so it is so beneficial that we can find all of our protein options and snacks through Thrive Market. And guys, save time and money and shop Thrive Market today. Go to thrivemarket.com slash healthy for 30% off your order, plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash healthy, thrivemarket.com slash healthy.
0: I think that's so fun when you look back at your life and you're like, if I had done one decision differently, your life would not look the same. Like if I didn't move to California, I wouldn't half the girls in my wedding party. I wouldn't know. None of them would be in my wedding party. Yeah. Which is so crazy to me. And I'm like, thank you, Lord, for
2: your direction. Honestly. Oh, man. I mean, that gets into like that whole conversation just about intimacy with the Lord. But when Mm -hmm. you're actually led and you're paying attention, I mean, you can't go wrong. He leads you into his best.
0: So, speaking of being led somewhere <laughs>
2: <laughs> and moving, um, crazy, yeah.
0: Easy transition into the thing you just told me before yeah, this podcast. Yes. Tell that story. That's I, crazy. I'm
2: going to be moving to Washington. Woo, that's so, so exciting. It's Vancouver, Washington, but when people hear Vancouver, they think Canada. So, you can just say Portland, um, just because Vancouver, Washington is literally 15 minutes away from Portland, Oregon. But crazy, it was like um, definitely a decision that I felt the Lord was leading me into. I've been sort of processing between that place, that state and city and another one for a couple of years. But when I was up there in June, um, my heart shifted, which was super unique. And so I felt like, man, this feels like home. And it feels like the Lord is leading me to really establish myself here, make this my hub and be a part of this community, which shout out to Kingdom Movement. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That's the church I'm going to be a part of. So when I came back to California... I came back on June 19th, sort of told the Lord, here are my stipulations and things I need to confirm that I'm supposed to go because my heart feels like it's headed in this direction. And when I came back to California, it didn't feel like home, which was super unique. Um, So on the 21st of June, hopped on a call with my mentor. We sort of processed some of my thoughts. He's also one of the pastors up at that church. At the end of the conversation, um, he shares just some interesting uh, news to me. So two months ago for them— so this was like probably two months, two months prior to June, uh, him and his wife felt like the Lord told them that they were supposed to give one of their cars away, but they didn't know to who just yet, so they have been praying for that name for the past couple of months. So on June 21st, before him and I hopped on that call that morning, they felt like the Lord told them it was me they were supposed to give their car to, but they didn't know that I didn't have a car because my catalytic converter had been stolen because Ventura <laughs> has Yikes. a series of catalytic converter thefts from Priuses. So my catalytic converter had been stolen. That was also one of the stipulations I told the Lord that if I'm supposed to go sooner than later, I need a car immediately. And so for them to find out that I actually hadn't had a car and they didn't know that, but them to give that car to me because they felt like the Lord was leading, it, leading them to do so was pretty wild. So that was like the first big thing. Uh, for me, wow. cause I've never received a blessing that way. And so it was just really cool to see how the Lord sort of orchestrated that the whole day, June 21st was so divine. The whole day was second. Cool confirmation was I was, um, after I had gotten that news that same day, I went home was processing that with the Lord. And I felt like he led me to go and look up a journal entry from a couple years ago. And so I looked up this journal entry. It was a dream that I had of being up in Washington with kingdom movement, the church and in that community. Uh, which was super specific and awesome, but when I looked at the date, the date said six twenty one twenty one. Exactly two gosh. years to the date of six twenty one twenty three, when I got the car um, and was really even feeling that transition. So that was pretty unique because I'm the kind of guy where, like, Lord, I want some specific confirmations. I need some specificity. Yeah, if you're leading me to do something pretty radical. Because I, <laughs> I like to know that I know that I know that I know that, yep. that I know that. It's like, but a car is obviously not enough. Yep. Like, I need something else. Give me more, Lord.
0: <laughs> he's like, I, just be grateful. Yeah, it's like, I just gave
2: you that, but okay, if you yeah. want. But he speaks our language, which I think is so cool. Like, yeah. I love that he's designed each of us uniquely and to hear from him in a unique way that also expresses him, but also confirms um, just the things that we know he's speaking to us because he knows how we receive from him. Mm-hmm. And so it was really cool for that to happen. And the third thing, It was actually up in Washington a few weeks ago. And the last thing I told the Lord was um, I just wanted someone I've never met to confirm that I'm supposed to go. So I'm at a going-away party for two friends who are moving overseas for the sake of the gospel, which is wonderful. And this girl comes up to one of my friends, uh, Dylan Long. Shout out, Dylan. We love you, Dylan. And shows him something on her phone, and she asks, can she show me? And he says, yeah, you should. So I've never met this girl before. I've never seen her before. I couldn't tell you who she is right from left. Unique. Comes up, shows me that um, she had written down on May 27th, 2023, that Tracy Campbell is moving to Washington. She felt like the Lord wow. told her to write that down. And that was nine days before I went to visit in June. And that was way before I would even felt that shift in my heart because I didn't feel that shift in my heart until the end of my trip. Mm. Uh, so that was that last confirmation of someone that I've never met before sensing that I'm supposed to transition.
0: <laughs> Holy moly, that is so
2: powerful. So cool. And right? it
0: just like it's such a prime example of when you submit your plans to the Lord, to the Lord. Yeah. And obviously it takes sometimes uh, some time to hear him, but he does respond. Yes. And when you're walking close to his voice and you're walking in obedience, the Lord does bless you. He does show you these things. Yeah. And I think a lot of times people are like God's not speaking to me and I'm like sometimes he is. <laughs> but I think you are someone that genuinely is so faithful that I think the Lord rewards you with that Amen. you know and i think that. that's a, a reminder for a lot of people that god does want to bless us when we are obedient and and i think too a lot of people come to me and they're like i don't know if i'm supposed to move or if i'm not or i'm supposed to go to this college and it's like surrender your plans and even yeah. for you you didn't get that prayer answered until two years later yeah. and i know that's not something that people want to hear because they're like no i want it now totally But sometimes those things, they take time. Yeah. And it's actually funny because my story is quite similar. When I was supposed to come back to Texas, it was the same thing. Oh, yes. I came back to Dallas. Something in my heart shifted where before I was like, frick this city, I'm never coming back. (laughs) Something changed. I came back and my heart was like, wait a minute. Like, I see this city with different eyes. And then I also wrote down in my journal, nine the 20, I was like, I felt like the Lord told me, um, you're going to move back. You're not living alone anymore. And you're going to meet your husband in Texas. (laughs) I heard this very specifically. It wasn't things happened (laughs) and all those things happened, but like it literally took one by one by one. The husband thing came a lot later, but in, I think two years later, that also came true. Mm. And on that same day is when there's a lot of things, but it was the same similar thing of just, wow, Lord, like you do speak. It's not on our timing, but you speak.
2: Yes, and he makes it so clear, and he loves to, and his timing is so perfect, just really because he's outside of the realm of our concept of time, mm-hmm. you know? And so because we have intimacy and an understanding, we're able to actually operate from his best by his spirit, and it leads us into like a greater just perspective of life through him. It's like when you think about it, one of my favorite verses is Proverbs twenty twenty one, and it says, an inheritance gained too early will not be a blessing in the end. And so when you think about God's timing, sometimes we want to step into things before we're actually ready to. Mm -hmm. And the thing that we step into could actually harm us versus be, you know, something that's fruitful um, and something that's helpful and beneficial, even for the sake of others. And so when you actually yield and submit to the Lord's timing, which actually is perfect and you just pursue intimacy with him, he'll bring you into everything he has for you. Because now after, after really growing in intimacy, it's like the Lord can trust you to steward what he has because he knows mm. you'll only rely upon him to function in it and from it. You know?
0: Ooh, that is a word.
2: <laughs> Come on. Because
0: <laughs> if you think about it, you could have moved to Washington two years ago. Absolutely. You could have done it. You could have left. Cause I know that when I lived there, you were even like, I don't think I'll be here much longer. Totally. But you ended up staying two and a
2: half years yeah. <laughs> you know, later. <laughs> <After that thought. laughs>
0: and I think that's what it looks like to wait on God's timing but also, it shows how God speaks. Because mm-hmm. I think a lot of people are very curious, how does God speak to me? It's through his word. It's through yeah. his people. It's yep. through prayer. It's through dreams. It's through journal entries. I mean, yeah. there's so many ways. He spoke to you through multiple people, through people offering things to the Lord, putting things on someone else's heart. Yeah. I mean, maybe more than you can list off. There's so pretty, many ways that God can unique. speak.
2: And he desires to. Like, we were designed to hear from him. Like, we were created to hear from God, to have deep fellowship with him to really reveal him to the world. And so really when you give yourself to intimacy, it leads you to surrender, which also leads you to partnership with the Lord and you're able to really see impossible things, you know? And so I think the heart for at least my heart for my relationship with the Lord is to really continue knowing him even more accurately and rightly. Mm. It's like, because when I know him rightly, I can reveal him accurately Mm. but intimacy is the place in which I get to do so. It's like when I see him clearly, I'll see myself correctly. It's the same concept. Amen. You know,
0: can you talk more about that though? Because there's a lot of people that listen to my podcast and they are new on their faith journey. I think the most common question i get in my dms is i'm really trying to know the lord i don't know mm-hmm. where to start i'm really struggling and they could look at you and me and they could be like well, they have it all figured out they're these perfect christians which we are
2: not right.
0: <laughs> so what would be We're your growing. advice <laughs> to a newbie that is like i really want to gain intimacy with the lord
2: totally i think my first <laughs> uh oh, my one of my first thoughts is well one stop trying Think that might be the issue because you're trying to create something with him that you actually already possess with him, but you're learning how to live aware of that. And so I think the goal of intimacy is to be aware of your fellowship and your union with the Lord. Like there's this passage out of one Corinthians six, seventeen. It says, Anyone joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. And then you look at there's another passage, John seventeen three, where Jesus says, This is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God in Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. And so I don't really have to try to know my friends in one sense. I think that I, once I, I continue to spend time with them, the heart is to spend time with them so I can have a better understanding of how they operate and how we operate together. And it's not, I'm not, I'm not uh, like strong arming mm-hmm. to create that dynamic. Um, and I think with the Lord, it's very similar. It's like, man, He actually desires for you to know Him more than you desire to know Him. And so the place I would start, really is conversation. I think prayer, prayer is conversation. It's dialogue with the Lord. And so really just being open and honest with the fact that you don't feel like you know how to know the Lord. Mm. That is a great place to start. He can meet you there. He can begin to reveal to you in that place of conversation, what it actually means to know him. He'll probably lead you to the word, to the scriptures to give greater context and understanding surrounding Mm. what it looks like to know him. And then getting into community with friends and people who have, a deep relationship and love for Jesus and pulling from them and learning just different ways they hear from God, but then asking God to show you how he has designed you to hear from him. Right, right. You know, so there's, there's not like a, um, a one size fits all method when it comes to how to know the Lord. But I do believe it starts with, it starts with intimate conversation. Mm. I believe it does start with prayer. Like the disciples didn't really have, they had the first five books the Pentateuch, and they had Jesus himself. Then when he ascended, they had the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And so they had to learn about intimacy and connection with the Holy Spirit through conversation. It's like that personal intimacy, but also that communal intimacy with other believers, it just made, it brought a clearer picture of who Jesus actually is.
0: That is so good. And I love that you have scripture to back that up. That's so, so important. I love the word. It's yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's it's literally life-changing. I it think is. people always, you know, ask me, like, how do I know God? And I'm like, well, God is the word. So if you right. want to know God, you open up his word and that's where you begin. Yes. But I, I think, too, that it's hard to know God if you don't have a surrendered heart. Yeah. If you are still dependent upon yourself, exactly what you said, you're trying, you're striving. It's like lay all of that down and come to God with a surrendered heart of saying, I don't know anything. Like, I I, yes. know, I, I don't know anything. I, I don't even know how to do any of this on my own. It's creating a dependency with the Lord because if you start to go through your life, you'll realize... You don't know everything right? like that. The times when I mess up the most is when I was prideful, when I was haughty, when I was no God, I know best for me and it did not turn out pretty. So (laughs) let me tell you that. So I think coming to God surrendered and open and saying, God, teach me your ways. Like I think in Proverbs, it says that like, Oh God, teach me your ways, Show me your ways and he'll make your path straight. And so, yeah, I,
2: I love that. And I think, and let me just clarify, it is so imperative to really have the scriptures like to really dig into the scriptures. And my first encouragement for any new believer is to start in the book of John Mm. because you get a really clear picture of, of the heart of the Father through the Son and who we now are in Him and how we're able to live life through Him and in partnership. So I think prayer, I think time in the scriptures, and I think creating community, those are three pivotal places that and pivotal things that you need in order to really grow in your relationship with Jesus. Yeah. But even back to your part about surrender, one of my favorite passages that I think depicts surrender so beautifully is out of the book of Luke, Luke ten forty two, And it's with Martha and Mary. Mm. And it's when Jesus refers to Mary specifically and says, but only one thing is necessary. And Mary has chosen the good part mm. and it shall not be taken away from her. And then you go up a couple passages before, and it says that she was seated at the Lord's feet, listening to his word. It's like, man, that's it. Like a yep. surrender life is one that's just so in love with Jesus that really nothing else matters because like from that place of love, there's revelation, there's understanding, there's insight. You now know exactly what God is leading you to do because you've been with him. It's like, when you think about even the disciples before they were ever sent to do, Jesus called them to be with him first. Ooh, he so called, good. he called them to be with them. Then he sent them out. Then he, they were called back to him. Mm-hmm. So it's like intimacy, ministry or whatever you believe you're called to do and then intimacy yeah being with him is the most important thing you could ever do i mean look at like the commands that jesus gave in matthew 22 i mean the most important thing you could ever do in your life is love the lord with everything it's yeah. like that's the first commandment so if i love him with everything which is intimacy full-blown intimacy unknowing like even that word no in the new testament if you look it up it it, it it's defined as gnosko, which means it's a Jewish idiom for intimacy. Um, and so that's what his desire is. So it's like, man, if if I'm just purposed to know him, which is the highest accomplishment in my life is knowing and loving him, then really everything else will take care of itself.
0: That is such a good point. Because I do think especially in our industry where we know a lot of speakers, writers, pastors, I mean, you name it, for sure. there's a lot of people trying to gain impact over intimacy. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that I've seen you do extremely well is that before yeah. your platforms, before the acting gigs, before anything, you want intimacy with the Lord.
2: Oh. Because nothing else no, matters. Yeah, nothing like if else. your heart
0: is not pure and for the Lord, like you know, screw this podcast, like totally. it, it doesn't matter. And it won't last. It won't have the longevity, the impact. If you don't genuinely have intimacy with the Lord.
2: Totally. And, and I love that you, you're, you're sort of bringing this up. Cause we do have a lot of people like even in our faith community who have a lot of information about him, mm. but don't know him, you know? And so that's, it's the difference between being informed about the Lord and being formed into the Lord Ooh. for the sake of others. And so we we have got to get to a place where you allow for the Holy Spirit to form us into the image of Christ in the natural for the sake of other people. Because I look like Jesus in the spirit, but now like that outworking of functioning like Christ, the way that he's designed me to, to reach people is so necessary. And so you have to get to a place where you just decide, man, Jesus is my priority. He's yeah. my purpose. He's my life. He's enough for me. Oh yeah. my gosh. It's like, if you have him, you have everything. Yep. Like you lack nothing Amen. in Christ. Men. So oh so good. Intimacy with Jesus has changed the game for me. Yeah. It really has. Yeah. And I didn't really I didn't I wasn't taught that in Bible college. You know, I learned that later on in life. It's like really not about knowing much about him. It's really about knowing him. It's like, what's the point of having scripture memorized if you don't know of whom they speak of? Oh there's that's no point. A bar. It's like, man. And that's have, coming
0: for some churches, too. Uh-huh. Well, you
2: know. <laughs> <laughs> all specific. in love. All in love. No, no, but, no. We're not even calling yeah, anybody we're out. We're not calling anybody out, but it's, it's so true. I mean, it's like, yeah. man, you can memorize a ton of verses, but do you know who they speak of? Do you know right. him? Do you know the one in whom they all point to? You know. Right.
0: And I always think about this too. Cause like I obviously, yes, the word of God is above everything, but I was thinking, you know, how there's missionaries that are thrown into jail and they have literally nothing, nothing. And all they have is the Holy spirit. And yes. that is also enough. Yes. And so sometimes it's like, we can over prioritize the Bible and the reading and the doing and checking off the list totally. over just sitting with the Lord, like Mary did sitting at yes. his feet and Martha's cleaning and she's trying to be misperfectionist. And he's like, Whoa, stop. Like, Just sit with me, you know? So let that be your reminder today, ladies and gentlemen. And and
2: the fact that the Lord says only one thing is necessary, Mm -hmm. like that gets me. It's like, dang, only one thing (laughs) just to be with Jesus. And we do
0: 30 things in our to-do list. We're
2: trying to do a, yeah, Yeah. 30,000 is like, let me just go back and just be with the Lord. Because from that place of being, he'll unveil so much, Mm -hmm. and I'll be able to do.
0: Amen earlier you talked about friendship oh. <laughs> this is something i feel like you get so hype about and I when i it. think of someone that is a connector you bring people together you also are too much of a connector that you don't want hurt anyone's feelings Facts. that you over invite people
1: Facts. <laughs> which is
0: a sweet, Growing, it's a sweet thing <laughs> but i'm like tracy we don't have room in the car it's true you know <laughs> Good and bad things. Yeah, but tell me more about the way you see friendship because you really do friendships well.
2: Man, one that's really really kind. I appreciate that. You're welcome. I'm growing and I'm learning. I mean, I think I'm, I'm also relearning so much about friendship. I think really the only, the only true way to do friendship is through through Holy Spirit. You know, and Holy Spirit teaching you to be a friend like Jesus to the people He's entrusted you with, um, and that looks. It looks unique to the person. However, I think there is a metric in one sense. Like I think intentionality, Mm -hmm. consistent intentionality is a great metric. Someone that pursues people just like the Lord pursues us. Um, I think someone that is um, vulnerable and transparent. You look at Jesus with his disciples and how open he was about his his crucifixion and resurrection Mm. to them you know, I think someone that's honest, you know, Jesus dealt with each disciple differently, but he corrected and he dealt uh, with them according to their understanding. But there was conflict there that needed to be had. So Mm -hmm. someone could have proper perspective. I also think keeping all of your relationships open-handed, which is a difficult thing. And when I say open-handed, it's almost as if, I mean, I am going to, I'm probably going to go here, but really living with no expectation. And that's kind of, difficult to do however when you're doing it by the holy spirit it's easy because at the end of the day whether someone comes and goes you're in the love of god you're remaining and they're able to do what they decide to do Mm -hmm. but it's not going to change where you stand in his love you know i think love not seeking its own that one corinthians 13 verse is huge Um, I think the expectation is, man, I'm just going to believe for God's best for you and believe that you have even greater understanding surrounding friendship, surrounding community. Friendship is deeply important. I mean, I think it's right up there. My personal perspective is it's right up there with marriage. I think the body of Christ and the bride of Christ are equally important in the eyes of the father. Their expressions are just different. Yeah. You know, and so I think we have to do a better job at honoring like the importance of friendship and the importance of community because Ultimately, if we're siblings in the kingdom of God, you and I are brothers and sister in the faith, then we reveal that we're siblings through our friendship on the earth to the world. Mm -hmm. You know, the way we love each other reveals that we follow Jesus and that we're family. Mm -hmm. And so I think we need to really get back to a clear perspective of how Jesus lived out friendship on the earth with his disciples. Now that's That's a nuanced sort of statement because there was a mission involved. He was going to go, he was, he was going to die, he was going to be resurrected, he was going to ascend, so there was a purpose to that. However, the way that they lived life with each other reveals that there is a vitality to friendship, you know, because no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends, mm-hmm. which is interesting. It doesn't say one's spouse. Now, your spouse can also be also, she's included or he's included in that, but I think community is so necessary because you and your spouse, when you become one, you're still one part of the body. Yeah, There's still other members of the body that you're supposed to have fellowship with to have an even clearer picture of the heart of God. Um, and so anyway, I said a lot there, but I think how you do friendship well, in my opinion, one by Holy spirit and asking Holy spirit to reveal and show you what it looks like to be a friend like Jesus to your friends that he's entrusted you with. I believe intentionality is, is there. I think that the Lord will reveal how important it is to be intentional and consistent, to be vulnerable, to be transparent, um, to handle conflict well, mm-hmm. and to do all things in the basis of a love. Because if you want to learn how to be a good spouse, I think it's best to learn how to be a good friend. Mm, because that's
0: it, right there. all of
2: those aspects of intentionality, consistency, vulnerability, now I'm not married, but I know that that will translate into your romantic dynamic.
0: 100%. Man, that is so so good. Could not agree more. Even with expectations being which is tough. handed it is it's so hard, hard because <laughs> you could think that and then your friend could be like, "Wait a dang minute." Totally. Yeah, like But
2: if we're doing it by Holy Spirit, which is interesting and we look at the life of Jesus, if you think about it, his disciples could do nothing for him. Mm. Nothing. But scripture says in John 13:1 that he loved them until the end, knowing Wow. they were going to betray they were going to deny knowingly, mm. and yet he still loved them until the end. Ooh, that's, that's a bar. That's crazy. Yeah. It really does shift the paradigm and our perspective of friendship, because also in John 15, 12, I'm actually commanded by Jesus to love you in the same way that mm-hmm. I love myself because I know that he loves me. Mm. So we always think that verse only entails like our significant other, and it doesn't. Yeah. It entails your siblings in the faith, not even necessarily the world. 'Cause the world knows that we we love we love the Lord and follow him by how we love each other. Yep. But we have to learn to love each other the way that Jesus actually commands us to love each other. And we can't get away from that, you know? And so yeah. there's wow. a lot there.
0: No, and it's so true the whole point of you can't really know how to do marriage well if you're not doing friendships well. It's true. Cause also even with your spouse, like you're not just automatically in love. Like you're building a friendship. You're building a foundation. Like you have to learn to respect and honor and conflict all the yeah. things. And you don't just magically get those tools in your belt when you meet the person. Like totally. you're preparing now for that in your friendships of how to do conflict by you live with roommates. Like it's true roommates, oh my gosh, the that best teach training. You how to be married. That's the best <laughs> training right there. Even when you're like I am stuck with you. <laughs> when does this lease end?
2: <laughs> <That'll treat you. laughs>
0: but it's so true. Like, so you've got to almost master that now because I think a lot of people might think that getting married will solve their problems, For sure. and it's like no. Like, you've got to learn to be a, f- a good friend first. But yeah.
2: that's kind of an unpopular opinion. It is, and it, it and it's unfortunate. But it feels like it feels like the pendulum's beginning to swing a bit more. I think people are beginning to realize we might have we might have treated marriage a bit idolatrously yeah oh Um, yeah and especially in dallas (laughs) and now i think there's just something a bit more significant not more significant but just as significant to friendship as marriage and so let's really hone in because you have a lot of people that really they're like eager to get married they don't have friends nor do they know how to be a friend Mm. and they think that jumping into a romantic dynamic is going to just I, the, the relationship is going to blossom mm. through, through little understanding and knowledge. Right. And so I think like really helping our generation and the future generation understand how important and significant community and friendship is, it will benefit. You know, faithful are the wounds of a friend. The wounds of a friend can be trusted. The mm-hmm. enemy multiplies kisses. Walk with the wise, you become wise. I mean, these are all scriptures that surround friendship. Iron sharpens iron. One friend sharpens the other. Like all these yeah. verses in Proverbs, specifically Proverbs 27, highlight the value in friendship and that sort of connection and that dynamic of sisterhood and brotherhood. So, well, believe yeah. in.
0: They refine you even before you get married.
2: Facts. I mean,
0: living with Maddie was probably one of the best, healthiest things I ever did for my future marriage. Mm and that's That's what friendships should be like like honestly your partner whomever should be thanking your best friends because they're the ones that put up with your crap before they had to
2: and you and maddie are great you guys do you guys do friendship so so well as women actually the whole friend group the whole friend group of girls that you guys have established you guys really your women's ministry My women's ministry shout out. We
0: have this joke that Tracy is our pastor. (laughs) (laughs) And there's like six women he's shepherding, which not really. Not really. Just to be clear. They're
2: they're all getting married. They've all done well. So, I mean, hey, there's some success. Yes, there uh, is. In that. But you guys have done friendship so well. Just what what I see, what I know, the way that you've challenged each other, you've sharpened each other, you've handled conflict, you've been open and vulnerable. I mean, really, what you've done is you revealed Jesus to each other. Like, Mm. that's the marker of a true friend. A true friend will reveal Jesus to you. Yeah, man. Amen and vice versa.
0: I mean, at least a good friend should. At least a good friend should. And if should. they're not doing that, what are you? what's your thoughts on that?
2: I think you take that to the Lord. <laughs> you begin to pray and begin <laughs> to really reevaluate the dynamic that you have with, uh, with those relationships. Have you
0: ever had toxic friends? Or quote unquote toxic friends? I,
2: I definitely have had friendships where I've had to reassess and even take a few steps back, mm, for same. sure. Yeah. I've definitely had to do that. And I don't think anything's wrong. I don't, I don't believe in cutting off. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if I be- necessarily believe in that, because again, Judas was with Jesus the whole time, mm. and Jesus knew. Um, but I do believe that there is room to step away for a bit, gather thoughts, gather perspective from Holy Spirit to see exactly how you navigate this dynamic with this other person who likely doesn't want to grow in their relationship with Jesus, still sort of like playing around in sin consistently and not really caring to to change or mm. just really, I mean, and, and a lot of that just boils down to like a misunderstanding of identity. And yeah. So,
0: oh my gosh. I feel like 99% of things is a lack of identity yep. or a misunderstanding of identity. Uh, for sure. It is like that is the foundation. I, I would feel
2: like completely agree with that. Cause when you have, when you have an understanding of who you are in Christ then you learn that he's given you new desires, a new way to think, mm-hmm. a new way to function. So you have access to all of that and as you pursue intimacy, you learn those ways to operate in the natural. Yeah. And then it impacts people, and it creates healthy dynamics and people and you can begin to grow. So there's there's so many great things and benefits, but if you don't have that, then things can get a bit dicey, a bit melodramatic, mm-hmm. extremely unhealthy
0: can you give a practical way that you would call someone higher like if you saw your friend living in sin and you're like okay wait 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 yeah how do you do that in a loving gentle way but a way that's like no you can do better
2: well first reminding them that that isn't who they are yeah bro i've been seeing you do this i don't believe that's who you are in jesus at Mm -hmm. all this is who i see you as this is who i know you to be so speaking to someone's identity is huge Um, their identity in christ because they might be unaware they might have forgotten it might be just a really rough season so i think that's the best way the the best initial way to call someone higher is to remind them of who they are in the lord as you're addressing that thing that you've noticed that doesn't actually reflect who they are in christ to anyone else or to you
1: oh
0: that's really good you know who does it really well is caleb I oh, say. I saw him do that to somebody and absolutely. it genuinely worked. And he told him, he thanked him later. He said, thank you for reminding me who I was and who I am.
2: That's, oh, that's I mean. And that's what Jesus does. He, absolutely. Like John the Baptist, for instance, does it really well with his disciples. It's like in John chapter, John chapter one, he points to Christ and says, hey, behold the lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, points to Jesus. The disciples go and follow Jesus. John's yeah. disciples go and follow him. So like when we call people higher we're actually pointing them to Jesus for them to have clear perspective and awareness and greater understanding of what this looks like in him. Mm. But you're the one pointing them in that back in that direction if they've forgotten or gotten off track. Yeah. Oh. So, I love that. So
0: good. Into my next point. Love it. Tracy. Ma'am. Are you single?
2: Single as a Pringle.
0: Okay, I'm we're going to talk about this after the podcast because I have somebody <laughs> oh! that is very
2: interested in you. That
0: is funny. You might have already gotten a DM about it.
2: Oh, that, yes. <laughs> I, yeah. We'll talk about that off the okay. off, off the record. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about that off the record for sure. I am single as a Pringle.
0: Single as a Pringle. And I've never seen you in relationships since I've known you.
2: That is true. I, think, um, I don't think a lot of people have, yeah. to be honest. Maybe there was a girl I was sort of dating back in 2019. 29- But that did not Did not pan out the way that I would have liked But you know she's doing great now And it's awesome but outside of that It wasn't even that serious of a relationship So not really no I don't think anyone has actually Seen me
0: yeah I was like I've never seen you date
2: (laughs) But I have so many thoughts On dating which is yeah
0: okay so What first of all like how is it being single from a male's perspective because I would say you're someone that is very confident in your singleness. You've always been like no friendship first. For what sure. do you think about singleness?
2: I think sing- I think it depends on the guy, but I think singleness is awesome. Um I Ooh, love it. Hot take. <laughs> yeah, I think I think it's awesome. I think it's an opportunity pr- to pursue deeper intimacy with the Lord. I think it's an opportunity to pursue deep intimacy and community with uh with homies and mm-hmm. to build that. I think it's great. Um great preparation ground for a dating relationship and to one day be married and so i think there's a lot of value in being single at least from my perspective it's been it's been a gift i know people talk about like the gift of singleness um it's just been fun i mean i i've enjoyed it i think at the end of the day i'll never get that season back once it ends yeah so i'm not going to waste it you know like time words actions those are three things you cannot get back i cannot get back how much time I did or didn't spend, what I did or didn't say, or what I did or didn't do. So I want to make it count in every season. Mm. So as a single man, I'm going to make that count, especially in my friendships.
0: Yep. Well, and I think you've done it really well in the sense of you pour into younger men all the time. I mean, I would see you and Carter, you guys had, like, your ministry. Shout
2: out, Carter. Carter, if you're listening.
0: (laughs) Do you still live with him? I do. Carter. I do, but he's
2: moving out, actually, to actually take a job pouring into tons of young guys. Oh, my God,
0: he's also the best. He is. But that's, like, another example of, like, how you use your singleness, and you'll never forsake regret that time.
2: Never. ever, At all.
0: You won't look back and be like, man, I wish I didn't do that, (laughs) you know?
2: Like, gosh, darn it, I wish... I wish I had never been single.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I wish I had not <laughs> pour into those guys. Yeah.
2: It's like, there's so much eternal value in that. Yeah. You know, so I'm, um, I'm grateful for like this season or the seasons I've had of just being a single man, cultivating really great relationships with other guys, walking through even their romantic dynamics with the girls that they were walking through with and just being uh, a sounding board, a listening ear, mm-hmm. um, a voice of encouragement. It's been, it's been awesome.
0: That's so great. That's a good perspective. So what would be your advice to the girls listening? (laughs) No, this is not what the direction you think I'm going. But what would be your advice to the girls listening of the type of girl that Mm. godly men are looking for?
2: Mm, The type of girl that godly men are looking for. I mean, it is, I'll I'll start by saying this, it's fairly subjective. Mm -hmm. From my perspective, though, I would say a woman that is deeply in love with the Lord, And it's obvious in how she leads and lives her life. A woman that has um, great counsel, mentors, women that are speaking into her life. And a woman that has great friendships. I think that to me is what I'm looking for. I think um, a lot of my other friends are sort of in that same boat. uh, Because you really begin to see what a person views in regards to friendship when they're dating. You really begin to see what they value in friendship when they're dating someone. It's like, okay, did you have friends for the sake of um, taking up time and space before you found that person? Or were friendships actually building this understanding of what it means to enter into a romantic dynamic and then keep those people in your life to walk with you as you navigate that romantic dynamic? So. I'm like, I, I know that that, again, that's, it, it is subjective, but that's sort of like what I look for. I'm like, man, does she love the Lord deeply? Mm-hmm. Does she have great leadership in her life? Does she have great friends? Like, those are three things that are, I I, I don't want to say non-negotiables. Um, the first two, for sure, are non-negotiables. I know the friendship piece can be somewhat subjective because if she comes into your your friend group, she could make great friends there, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, And also, like, vice versa. But I think at least having a couple of people that you are walking through uh, life with, I think that's essential.
0: I couldn't agree more. And I think, obviously, there's some exceptions of, like, maybe she just moved to L.A. Exactly. But that's, like, where you come in. Like, you literally connect every single girl. You're like, hey, Chelsea needs friends. Include her. I'm like, okay so true hi chelsea so true but i think that's genuinely such good advice so thanks jay thanks for pouring in i appreciate that okay to wrap up yes so as we talked about you grew up acting you grew up in hollywood
2: tell me more about that
0: because you're a christian in hollywood which i mean as you might have seen and i've seen i do think hollywood is declining I think there's a lot of, um, exposing being done and a lot of darkness being, you know, brought out into the light, which thank God. Cause you know, that's biblical. Yeah. So tell me just your thoughts of living in Hollywood, you know, or living more in California right. and being a Christian in Hollywood.
2: I mean, it definitely, it definitely was a struggle when I first got out here because there was just minimal understanding about who I was as a son in Christ. Uh, but as I've grown and matured in that understanding, it's easier to navigate because now you're listening to God's wisdom. You have perspective from his, from his perspective on what things, um, what things to participate in, what things not to how to represent him. And so it's interesting. Like I, I love, I love the fact that a lot of stuff is being uprooted and exposed. I think this is like the greatest hour for believers Mm. in the industry to really step up and shine for Jesus uh, and create content that actually has impact. Um, And so I think right now this is such a cool it's such a cool opportunity for believers in like entertainment spaces. Um, I'm grateful that I've had some of the opportunities that I've had. I mean, you can't really predict your career. It's yeah. just like this, but definitely venturing into writing projects and meeting with tons of executive producers and studio heads and presidents of networks that's been super fun and it's been um different pitching shows and having people interested in shows getting mm-hmm. your show stolen and put on netflix
0: oh i remember that one
2: yeah um we won't name any names, we won't name any names. <laughs> but um
0: or we could no 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 <laughs> <laughs> no, no,
2: no i'm just kidding but, no i know you are but yeah i think i think this is a cool hour for believers to shine for jesus in some of the darkest uh industries there are but i think you have to know who he is and who you are in him in order to do so Cause you see a lot of believers step in and kind of get taken out really quickly. Oh yeah. And you know, there's a reason as to why, but I think now like as Hollywood is, it's always been dark. I think the darkness is just being exposed, but I think even greater than the darkness is the light that's shining through believers mm-hmm. that have an understanding of who Jesus is and really have projects and content that are going to impact people and really cause for people to think about eternal life and cause yeah. for people to think about who actually is God or, why am I here? What's my purpose? So, that's sort of my perspective. But growing up in it, definitely, it had its influence on me. Um, until I really just decided to seek the Lord and and really create and cultivate intimacy, and then there was understanding there, and it felt like the Lord trusted me to reenter the industry because I was thinking through His perspective, not my own. Mm.
0: Yeah, I mean, exactly what you said. If you don't really know who you are, the industry will tell you who you are. Suck you in. And I remember I wanted to be an actress growing up. Like, I literally wanted to be Hannah Montana. <laughs> my dad would not let me because he was like, it's going to corrupt you. And I was so mad at my dad every day because he wouldn't let me do acting classes. So mm. when I moved out, I was like, screw you, dad. Not really. But I was like, I'm going to go be an actress anyway. And I mean, I remember like shows were reaching out and they were wanting me to do compromising things. And I was like, Oh yeah. And I didn't do it. I'm really proud of myself because I think I knew myself, but if I had done it any earlier, for sure. I mean, God knows what I would have wrapped myself up into, you know?
2: And it, it happens like that. So consistently and so frequently, which is such a bummer. That's why like, I've, I've been with some of the biggest agencies, some of the smallest, I mean, Typically, they don't really know what to do with me because I do have conviction. Mm. I have a standard and I'm not willing to do X, Y and Z. Yeah. So it's always interesting navigating those conversations and always interesting having to turn down certain projects to audition for because Mm. of X, Y and Z. But it's like, you know what, at the end of the day, the Lord has brought me into this. So I trust him to see me through it. Uh, And I trust his best for my career, not what I think my best is. Yeah. Because his way is always better, Mm. you know, especially with anything that you're doing. And he'll reveal it to you.
0: Oh, yeah. And I think he honors and blesses those no's.
2: Yeah.
1: That you
0: could ease up and like, oh, man, but it's $10,000. For sure. It's a quick check. (laughs) You know, and he honors that. Yeah. And so just a reminder, everybody, he honors the no's. Come on. So win somewhere else down the road.
2: Just because it's a good opportunity does not mean it's the Lord's best for you. Amen. That is
0: facts. (laughs) Okay, Tracy, you are the best. Thank you so much for for coming on the podcast. That was a great conversation. I genuinely think... People are going to be blessed by that.
2: Come on. I received that. I and it's love so it.
0: fun. When I get to have my friends on this, it just feels so much more like
2: relaxed. Chill. Chill. I'm yeah. like, oh man, we could probably talk for a while. Oh yeah. That's so many we things could, happening. We could
0: definitely go back and forth, <laughs> but it has probably been already. Let's see. It's been and it's been 48
2: minutes. Oh, perfect. Yeah. So
0: that's That's a good. perfect time. Is there anything you want to plug? Like, I know you have your Hey Believer account, which you have not been posting on. Dude, really. I
2: actually have not at all. <laughs> I'm I like, what happened? That, that account has declined immensely. I need to think through what I want to do with that. But yeah. What I do I want to plug anything? Well, I did a film last year called oh, yeah. Bl- Blind River. Um, Our producers are shopping it around to see which uh, which company, network, or studio wants to buy, since there are a lot of people that are interested. So... Shout out to anybody Cast. knows. Yeah, yeah.
0: I, <laughs> anyone in the industry.
2: Oh, that's so funny. But that that'll be that'll be coming out soon, which I'm excited for. Um, and then I just have a couple of projects that I have written with my writing partner Chad Smather. Shout out Chad, and we're about to go into production with one thing um, and have some interest for another project that we're believing will be greenlit the coming weeks or if not a couple months. We'll be praying. Love it.
0: So that's so awesome. And in your Instagram account is... (laughs) <laughs> yeah oh yeah that thing
2: uh tracy j campbell c-a-m-p-b-e-l-l like the soup mm-hmm. my nickname is soup yeah um shout out to kate fabrizio dylan Soupy Long. nickname that is <laughs> yeah, that's so funny <laughs> so yeah that's, that's uh, and that's like we stuff. said
0: ladies he's single
2: <laughs> that's I'm kidding.
0: i literally do that to you and cv every time every like, time he's single.
2: but i'm also moving to washington so i'm so sorry for ladies in california yeah
0: he's he's leaving so I'm don't leaving.
2: try yeah yeah, but uh, you know what? I might just point you in the right direction.
0: Yes. Well, he also does have a ton of godly good men. So That's if you're true. interested, you could set them up.
2: That's true. I'm actually open to that, depending on where those guys might be at with the Lord. Yes. But I'm just, I'm open to that. And where they're at with the Lord. Yeah, you where know? the ladies are at.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so, so <laughs> Jay, much for
2: coming on. You are, I was going to say a gentleman and a scholar.
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm not a, a
2: gentleman, but you are a scholar. I'm a, what's, uh, what is the term for?
0: Gentlewoman? I actually no. don't know. Because they will say ladies and gentlemen.
2: Yes, they do. You are a lady and a scholar. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you. I bid my dues. So, so <laughs> All Thanks, right, Jake. awesome,
0: you guys. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of Happy and Healthy. Definitely check out Tracy on the Gram. Um, you do post some fire quotes on there quite thank a you. bit. So everyone thank go you. check that out. And uh, I should watch your your latest film, yeah. R- Rivers.
2: It's called Blind River. Blind River. But we we don't have a release date yet.
0: Oh, well, maybe on the gram, he will post it. Absolutely. All right. I will see you guys next week for another episode of Happy and Healthy. Until then, stay happy and healthy. Bye, guys.